This is a quick interview with Ruben Estevillo, a private Quinault fishing guide. We were out on the river at camp. Ruben was making breakfast burritos, so if you could excuse the noises in the background, I just figured I'd put the laptop in front of him and do a quick recording and ask him a few questions while he made some of the best breakfast burritos I've ever eaten. Um, look for more content with this uh, with the Salmon Trout Steelheader Magazine upcoming issue. Um, likely October I'll have uh, an article about the salmon bake I did with Ruben. Anyway, here's the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have Ruben Estevio from the Quinault Nation, fishing guide and crabbing extraordinaire. Ruben, why don't you tell me, being here on the Washington coast, where you are, what species, not just fish, but all species, do you kind of for fun fish for, hunt for? What do you have available to you? Okay, so we're on the Washington coast. Mm -hmm. um, the Quinault Reservation is about 300 square miles. Mm -hmm. And we also have seeded territory that we call the usual and the custom area where the tribe ceded land to the to the government in mm -hmm. exchange for the right to continue to hunt and fish in that territory. Yeah. So we have blacktail deer, Roosevelt elk. I hunt elk every year. Roosevelt? Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, we have uh, two main rivers, the Quinault River and the Queets River that go through the reservation. And each, so the, the Queets has a tributary called Salmon River. The tribe has a hatchery there. And then the Quinault has a tributary called Cook Creek. And we have a, um, that one's a national hatchery. And we also have a hatchery at on Lake Quinault called hmm. Penrarine. That's a tribal hatchery. And we raise about 2.2 million salmon and steelhead annually. And they're from the original stocks, they brood stock. That's how they started the hatchery program Yeah. back in the 60s. Actually, the guides were a big part of that. They were bringing the biggest fish mm -hmm. up to have to spawn them and it that's kind of always been the case for the Quinault where they do a selective broodstock method yeah. so they'll net the the Quinault lake hatchery they'll net they'll set a gill net on the lake mm -hmm. by Willoughby Creek and they have a small raceway in the hatchery at the lake and what they'll do is they'll take the largest fish mm. to breed. So they'll take the largest hen and the two largest bucks and breed them. Yeah. And so, you know, just like in the wild, the yeah. strong survive. And For sure. Yeah, and uh, we were actually out fishing with, uh, with the addicted fishing guys. We got the most mm -hmm. incredible specimen of a king yesterday which was just i oh, couldn't man. believe beautiful the size power of that fish was beyond anything i've seen i think for any spring sea field. lice or piled up on it yeah on its tail it's really yeah. incredible Chrome so bright you, you got a couple summer chinook coming but when do you start like taking notice of the fall fish the chinook and the coho when do you start really targeting them so i fish september i fish i guide september through mid-november mm -hmm. uh the early hatchery coho start to show up in August, mid-August, 
and their title. They're kind of coming in and out. Uh, are the they river, biters or are they? Oh tough? yeah, they're feisty. Oh yeah. good, good. Right away, they're, you know, they're when they first come in, they're really snappy. Yeah. And you know how it goes, where you kind of get into a few fish and it spooks the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. And that time of year, the river's low and clear, so it puts a little pressure on the bite, but. So with this, like, so for instance, the river we fished yesterday, you got a, a really cool river going right into the salt. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you look for on tides? If you're so I'll, I'll if you're fish, there's a certain time in the tide where it's just like a light switch. Mm -hmm. And a couple of us know when to hit that. Yeah. And uh, so we'll go down just before that point and uh, we'll fish right at the mouth, right, right where the river dumps into the ocean and you're you're more or less you know head heading them off at the pass and are they just making a mad dash up river yeah like, yeah they run they're not sticking they're, around no they they kind of you know it's like a it's kind of like a tail out where they'll come in and kind of stage at that oh, lower okay. end you know and yeah, yeah. kind of get a feel for things but those mm -hmm. early fish they're coming in they're kind of meandering and around in the river and then they go back out. So they'll do oh, really? that. Yeah, they'll come in and go early. And then when they get a taste of that rain, that first rain, that first freshet mm -hmm. in, you know, late August, early September, then that first group of fish will push up river and get into the upper reaches. Now you're talking coho, but what about the Chinook at the same time? Are they going to be around or is that coming? Yeah, later? the Chinook are, it's kind of the same thing where they're waiting for enough water. Yeah. And they'll come in and out with the tide and we'll catch them right at the beach. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just getting as far as they can go. And we get so much rain here that a, a good freshet, the river will just punch out like 10,000 CFS yeah. from three or 400, oh, you know, wow. in yeah. the summers when it gets super low. Mm -hmm. uh, so that first fresh, it will spread those fish up river. And then you're just kind of, you know, you're fishing on the same fish every day and then you'll get another rain and those fish will move on and some mm -hmm. new fish will move in. And um, yeah. the guys that fish every day see those see those things and you know that it's tough fishing on when the river's on the rise you know if it's raining those fish that you were targeting yesterday are 20 miles up river you know they're on yeah. the charge so when they when when it's raining the river's on the rise it makes it really tough to you know, because those fish are trying to get as far up river as they can. So yeah, Ruben, that actually brings to mind that video that we uh, that we made last year. Uh, and early part of the day, we were having fun, but we were picking around looking for fish, and mm -hmm. you know, we really had to pound a lot of holes to get them. And then you made the call, which turned out to be the right call, to trailer out, pull the pull the boat up river. We went up to the next place, still started picking them apart, but you said there should be a pod coming up this way. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, like. 30 minutes after you said that it just went insane i'd never seen anything like that fish moving in at that rate yeah we just cut them off we were at the right place at the right time but you know the fish kind of come in with the tide so you're every day there's two tide series 
So you're either, if the, if the fish are on the move, you're either in front of the fish that are coming in or you're behind the fish that already moved through. Yeah. So you just have to, you know, keep that in mind when you're, when you're scouting the river. Like I know that the tide was at a certain time. So mm -hmm. those fish have to be between here and here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a lower river stretch so mm -hmm. i would assume at most times they're not necessarily stopping and holding as much unless it gets low right and it depends on the river conditions too if the river's low and they're just coming you know they're coming in they're gonna find the first deep hole and yeah and stage because that's the thing is uh it's not like you're fishing the full river here you know it's yeah, the lower right. lower stretch yeah. so it's a it's a different thing but it's i was just amazed yesterday uh we actually got to go out and fish the mouth that you're talking about mm -hmm. at high tide and uh, throw some spoons. I got to throw the BC Steel uh, Bill Herzog spoons and catch a uh, big giant surf perch. Mm -hmm. Like the biggest surf perch I've ever caught by a mile. So Ruben, we're gonna go do some fishing. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to do it again here in the fall or something. For sure. Yeah, you guys are great to have out here. You know, I wish I had a little bit more time to interview Ruben. Keep an eye out though, there is more content to come on that trip that we had with Ruben Estevillo. As we said, we did it with the Addicted Fishing Crew and they will have a video coming to their YouTube channel, so make sure you're subscribed there, as well as our Salmon Trout Steelheader YouTube channel. And one of the best things you can do for just a simple cost-free way to support is to go on there and to like, comment, and in the case of these podcasts, tell your friends, leave a comment, all that sort of stuff helps us to just continue to do what we love to do, which is spread knowledge about fishing and get it out to you guys. So thank you for your support. You guys make it possible. And most of all, those of you that subscribe to the magazine, thank you so much.